This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way, we bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 355. Of cognitive distance. And this is actually, I want everyone to stop for just a second and pay attention because this is actually a genuinely important episode. There's an announcement we need to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of sure. a big deal. For sure. It's kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. We have started a new venture because I have run out of new ways to disappoint only Cecil. That's right. And this new venture, mm-hmm. I have taken on a great deal of not doing additional work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have exceeded at that in every turn. So, Cecil, uh, with the uh, the crew from Scathing Atheist, Gam, and Skeptocrat, that's the same crew. They just want to feel important. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, there's three of them. They got three shows. They're going to need a fucking fourth because now we're starting a new show with these guys. We are. We with are these guys. Just, I mean, I just want to say, like, it's just been such a pleasure to disappoint such a larger group of people. Sure. Um, so Cecil, why don't you tell them about yeah. whatever it is that you do? I don't know. What's the name of the show? So, do the, we? <laughs> so the new show, the new show is called Citation Needed. Uh, it's a show where I would have said the yeah, wrong thing. I would have said Citation Pod. Yeah. I would have, because that's the email. <laughs> I would have been email. like, our new show is called Citation Pod. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'd have fucked that up. You're fucking good. I'm killing it, buddy. You are. I'm so, killing it. So the show Citation <laughs> Needed, uh, is a show where we read one Wikipedia article and then pretend we're experts. And then we tell the other people about that Wikipedia article, tell them about the story behind the Wikipedia article. And then we quiz each other at the end of the show about things that we've learned. And uh, and normally there's some skits and it's a really, it's turned out to be a really funny show. It's turned out to be really good. Uh, it was when we started talking to them in November about maybe doing something jointly, uh, we weren't sure what we were going to do. And so we created a bunch of pilots between January and now that will never see the light of day. Technically they're in a, they're in the Patreon for, uh, for a citation needed right now. But as soon as that show launches, which is going to be in a few weeks, we are not going to be, uh, those shows will be gone. So those shows are really only all those pilots that we created early, are only for early adopters. So if you're interested in hearing some of those, you can become a patron of, of, of Citation Needed and you can get those episodes. There's five episodes of, of just pilots, stuff we tried out to see if it yeah. would work. This is the cutting room floor for all the, the test episodes, all the uh, you know half-baked ideas, some of which 
you know, eventually got folded and, and wrapped up into what's eventually, you know, the new show citation needed, which has been such a fucking hoot to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I got to tell you, every fucking test recording we did was a fucking blast. Yeah. It was just a blast. And we laughed. And we like laughed. Crazy. We, we, like you said, we've been, we've been working on this concept since November. Um, and really what happened is, you know, we did the vulgarity for charity event, had just so much fun with these guys. We really realized this is a group of people. We just, we just need to be doing something with, we need to be doing something regularly with these guys. It's so much fun to work with them. We put a lot of ideas together. We've, we landed on citation needed. I th we think you guys are going to love this show. Yeah. This is a fun show. It's a lot of fun. Uh, if you go to patreon.com slash citation pod, you can find it there. Citation needed on Patreon. Uh, we are also going to give a gift for, to our patrons too, because we're real excited about this. We're going to be giving you a free episode of citation needed on Monday afternoon. So after this, after this show releases, we're going to be giving you a, a free episode of this show just so you could listen to it and see if you like it. We're, we are, and we're anxious for feedback and things like that. It's, it's not technically released yet. It's not going to release until we have five episodes in the can. Uh, right now we have two. Uh, but we're, you know, we're, we're excited about the, the, the path that it's taking. So, uh, so if you want to listen to it, uh, and you're a patron, you're going to get it for free tomorrow afternoon. Uh, so hopefully you'll enjoy it and, and you'll let us know what you think. And, we, and, you know, like Tom said, we're working, we were working with the gam guys, uh, scathing guys on this, and we just had such a fun time putting it together. That's why we're so excited about it and letting you know about it. Um, the show, once it reached, once it reaches a certain Patreon goal is going to release wide. So, uh, so for everybody out there that, that wants to hear what's happening with this, um, you know, within a few weeks, this show's going to launch. We'll let you know when it launches wide release on iTunes and stuff. Um, so, you know, in a couple of weeks, if you want to, if you want to check it out, uh, we're going to, we're hopefully people will go listen to it and, uh, and you know, anything that we do, normally the stuff that we do when we collaborate with them is always really funny because they're just, they're just hilarious guys. And this is, this is, I think. Uh, we're starting to refine that process in a way that I think is really, really worthwhile. It's, it's a good half hour show. We, Lord, we just ask to, to be covered with the blood of Jesus. Open hearts, Lord, open hearts. Yeah, that's a great story to start off with, Cecil. That's so fun. So fun. It's from the Los Angeles Times. An Idaho sheriff's daunting battle to investigate when children of a faith healing sect die. Can, can you just, can I see the headline again? Because I have something to say about this fucking headline again. You know what should not be? In this headline, you know what makes me angry about this? The word daunting. Hmm. Because when the sheriff wants to investigate why kids die, sure. he shouldn't be daunted. He should never feel a daunt occur. No, <laughs> no, should, there should never be when he is haunted by dead children. He should not be daunted by anything. All right. It's not a thing. It's not how this is work. I will say one word that belongs there is Idaho, right? That's one yeah, word that right? belongs in that the headline. Um, it turns out that Idaho uh, has some, some interesting religious liberty and I'm using my fingers to do yeah, the quote right. thing, liberty laws that protect people for doing things like faith healing when they could, you know, possibly do like a real healing. Oh, oh yeah, imagine that. I want to read a piece of this. It says, in most states, failing to seek medical care for a nearly 40-week-old fetus. And now, I, I, let me just let me just roll that back. So early in this article, they talk about a uh, a baby that is born. A four, it's a 40-week gestation period for this quote unquote baby, but it's born dead, right? The baby is born dead. Right. And the baby stops moving in the womb. They pray over it. Nothing happens. And then this woman 
has a birth with this dead baby. And then the, the coroner has to come and like take the baby away, et cetera. And it says here, in most states, failing to seek medical care for a nearly 40-week-old fetus might be a crime. Idaho is one of the least, is one of at least four states that provide religious groups broad exemptions from criminal prosecution and civil liability for the deaths of children attributable to medical neglect. And you know, think about the irony here. In all these different places in the world where they think, you know, in, in, the, in our country where they think, you know, a, a baby is the moment it's a fucking speck, the moment mm -hmm. that fucking, you know, there's, there's cell division. They're like, that's a fucking baby. And how dare you do anything to that life, right? Sure, right. Yeah. But on the other hand, look at these people and how they neglect the baby in their womb, a 40-week baby, which a lot of people at this point, I don't know a lot of people that wouldn't say that that's a thing, right? I, you know, anybody who's like, week, a 40-week, if yeah. everything's healthy, yeah. and you're just like, I don't know, fucking kill it. Like, yeah, exactly. Nobody says yeah. that. Nobody says that. Do, belly flop? You know, like, <laughs> like, no, like seriously. You get a big coat hanger. You 40 really weeks? Do. You really do. At 40 weeks? Yeah. Like, it, no wire hangers. Yeah, absolutely. No wire hangers. Yeah, at that point, you need one of those things that they drill the holes in the ground with. <laughs> an auger? An auger? You need an auger. Wugga, 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 wugga. Ah, we've hit, we've hit oil. We've hit oil. It's a gusher. Oh no, I guess it's not anymore. You know what? It was very quick. There will be blood. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I drink it up. <laughs> so this though, to me, the irony here, yeah. where you're just like, on the one hand, you know, a tiny speck is a baby, but we're going to neglect this because of our religion. It's like you, you, you know, you're having your cake and eating it too at that point. I mean, not the one-year-old cake when the baby's when born the, yeah, and the baby no. has its first birthday, but for the most part, you're having your cake and eating it too here because religion gets to protect you in both scenarios. Yeah. Right. You can't, you can't flush that, you know, those thousand cells out of your womb right. with the day after pill. Right. But I can kill a 40 week old baby with neglect. Yeah. You know, and, and neglect is an incredibly cruel way to die, right? Neglect of any kind, medical neglect, um, any sort of neglect. It's not like you're just like, hey, what's going on? Everything's fine. Uh, and they just had, nobody died of, nobody died instantly from neglect, mm -hmm. right? Neglect is not an I died instantly. Sure. Neglect is always a slow death. Yeah. You can't die quickly from neglect. That's not how it works. So neglect is by fucking definition, yeah. a fucking cruel and, a drawn out process by which children die unnecessarily. And this article touches on that, yeah. that, you know, frequently what happens is th these parents who are fucking not well-educated and there's this religious, one particular religious sect that is egregious in its, yeah. um, you know, promotion of medical neglect. So these, these kids die terrible deaths over the course of long periods of time because these parents who are not educated about you know, medicine and what medicine means. And they even say, like, they think medicine is a tool of the devil. Sure. What the fuck? What, what does that even fucking mean? Like, what does that even fucking mean? So you're willing to let your fucking kids suffer and die and bleed and, you know, basically fucking end their life in agony and pain and terror. And that's not a tool of yeah. the devil? Yeah. Even under the same fucking theological rubric? That's not a tool of the devil? But fucking some antibiotics would be or some fucking insulin might be. You know, it's in the term neglect. If you unpack that, what is in intrinsic in that term is preventable, right? right. Neglect means 
that you're neglecting to do something that would stop this thing from happening, this right. other thing from happening. And what, yeah. what they say in here, they say in Canyon County, chil uh, children of church members have died from pneumonia, from infection of the fetal membrane. I think that's also called insane in the membrane. Um, <laughs> failure to administer insulin for diabetes and other preventable clauses. Well, you know, uh, one other thing I want to touch on is the is that culture of leave me the fuck alone that Idaho they they touch on this in the you know Idaho has has the one of the um, you know most leave me alone cultures um, in the country. Sure. And we have this we have this idea in parts of America that's that's particularly strong you know in in parts of the the godforsaken West um, that you know the government doesn't have any role in our lives, right? Well, then why make laws at all? Sure. Like why why make laws at all? Why have any law at all that prevents anything at all from happening? Like laws exist to protect us, right? And they, they and, and to your point, like they want laws to protect, you know, the unborn. They're always pushing for these laws to protect the unborn because they can't protect themselves, the religious nuts. This this sort of like, you know, liberty at any cost is insane. Liberty at any cost is insane because it is not, it isn't liberty at all, right? Sure. It's not liberty for the fucking kid who's like, I don't get to choose if I get an insulin. It's always kids. It's always right. people that you're taking care of because that's the only way you can neglect something, right? right. Is if you are in charge if, of it. You can, right. right. You can be the caretaker. Yeah. Right. So, so again, you know, when they're saying, you know, we got to protect these kids or these babies, these fetuses, we got to protect right. these babies from, you know, from all these, other, but, but you're not willing to protect an already actualized human being. From yourself. Yeah, right. Exactly. In the name of Jesus, we speak that. Cut. This is just, this is a real short story. It's just fucking nuts. Uh, it's from the Wichita Eagle. Her 11-year-old daughter was shot, but she believes God directed the bullet. Two things I want to talk about in this episode, because one of them speaks to our own personal experience, Cecil. Sure. This takes place in Michigan. Why it's in the Wichita Eagle, I don't know. Um, this takes place in Michigan. Basically, a bunch of people were outside just shooting around at targets. Sure. And the one of them must have missed the backstop. They know he missed the fucking target. They fucking missed the backstop entirely. Sure. The bullet whizzes by and hits this 11-year-old girl, hits her in a non-vital area, and her mom's like, well, God made the bullet hit her, Well, God was, didn't make God, it hurt her too much, most much. God was quoted. He said, uh, I ain't got no power over them bullets. That's the NRA. That's not me. I ain't got no power over that. I can maybe nudge her a little bit and she'll get caught in the arm instead of in the heart. But that's the best I can do for you. I picture God. You ever go bowling, mm -hmm. right? And you throw the ball and you're like, no, fuck. And you're like, you're like moving you're your like moving arms after like, go to the left, go to the left, you're go like to the left, go to the left. Yeah, right. And yeah. it's like, it's not doing anything at yeah, all. Yeah. It's not doing anything at all. Yeah. The ball's like, I'm already God's like they're doing the hula. Right. You know, like trying to get it. Over, move move over. Over. Just, he's blowing yeah. on it like a fucking balloon. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, if it wasn't for me, it would have hit her in the heart. Yeah. Like maybe it could have made it not hit her at all. You know, there's no way I can make it go another eighth of an inch to go around her right? body. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, if she doesn't feel the pain, then how would she know she shouldn't be jumping on the trampoline? I know. That kind of I still wanted it to hurt her <laughs> real bad. I, I, it'd be interesting to, 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 uh, to, to depict this story in sound effects. Cause it'd be like, bam, 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 bam. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, the, the other thing real quick is you and I have been to Michigan and Michigan, like they say in this thing, is like, Hey, nothing we can do about it in Michigan. You're just allowed to shoot stuff in your backyard. Yeah. You're allowed to like throw little girls off trampolines and shoot them. All <laughs> in the air. Like, Whatever. <laughs> Ever jump a little higher, Fred. So we go shooting in Michigan. We do about every year. Yeah. And we have gone to Michigan and, and no shit. The crazy neighbor has Fired an actual cannon. homemade cannon, cannon strapped to a furniture dolly. Yeah, a furniture dolly. That's the best way to get those cannons around. Well, they're if they would have had furniture dollies in the Civil War, they would have used them. Yeah, they would have. They would have. They would have. They would have been like, you know what? This is how we're going to do this. This dude fires a fucking cannon, mm-hmm. and nobody comes to see what happened. And and it it, it sounded like the voice of God when it blew up. It shook every window in the area. Like you could just see the windows like flex whoa, in, be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. well, like in the Matrix. Yeah. Like the whole world, <laughs> the whole world around that cannon just went, wub, wub, and then came back together. He named it Moab, guys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but Michigan is one of those states. That bullet just landed a few <laughs> right days now, ago, right like on five Afghanistan. Years ago. Yeah. Takes a while to get it, there. It's, yeah. yeah, right. He just shot it straight up and it just. Felix Baumgartner gets hit by it. <laughs> but like we have parts of this country where it's just like, we don't even have any laws that you can't just shoot shit in your backyard. You don't have to be a certain number of fucking yards yeah, or something no away. Unit. There's no unit. You could be literally, they could be, they could have just probably set up a metal plate in front of this trampoline. <laughs> I read this and I was like, no wonder Detroit's a hellhole, Right. <laughs> I'm in my front yard just shooting at targets. Those are people. Yeah. Well, I call them targets. Oh, man, this story is fucked up, too. This is from the New York Times. It's called Anatomy of a Lynching. So um, it, basically, this is a story. And I, we almost we didn't cover this last week. But I wanted to cover because I like the way that the New York Times wrote this article. Um, so there's a fucking cow killing people vigilante group. There's a cow protection vigilante group. Yeah, because there's people smuggling cows, which is hard to do, by the way. First, getting them in the balloon to oh. swallow them is tough, but getting them out later, uh-huh. that's a little harder. You don't have to tell that's me. That's a little harder, I think. One time, yeah. I agree to that one time. Yeah. If you're smuggling cows, are you still a mule? It seems, I don't know. Like, do you put them in your checked baggage or do you put them in your carry-on? <laughs> you, you ever see the videos, like or the, the movies, you know, and some dude's got like fucking 15 baggies of fucking heroin in his mm-hmm. fucking intestines. Sure. And he's like sweating bullets. Yeah. Hey man, you got a fucking longhorn steer up your ass. <laughs> like, you're like, I don't want to. That's a, it's a rough day. That's it's a rough day. You got to go see the proctologist right afterwards. That is just to make sure a tough job. Sure. But yeah. someone's got to do it if we're going to eat a hamburger. So, yeah, there's sometimes you get the bull, sometimes you get the, the horn. Right. You know I mean? so. <laughs> <laughs> so, in in India, this, this dude got fucking killed because. It, you know, and he wasn't even doing anything. This dude got fucking publicly killed and terribly. Um, and in fact, almost set on fire. But I think thankfully he died first from yeah. the beating sure. before yeah. they set him on fire um, because he was suspected of cow smuggling, of, of, of 
running cows, right? Yeah. And the cow is a sacred animal. To yeah, they the, call that to, the running of the bulls. Tom. It's a different thing. <laughs> the cow is a sacred animal to the Hindus, right? And so what this really belies is a deep-seated hatred and racism between the, the Hindu the Hindus and the Muslims. Like, sure. that's really what's happening, right? Because the Muslims don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. fucking, I'll be a cow. Fucking Muslim. Like, I don't fucking think it's a sacred thing. Yeah. And so there's 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 this uh, deep-seated racial um, hatred is what's being described in this article between the Hindus and the Muslims. And now there are cow protection vigilante groups? Yeah, yeah. To protect a cow? A cow? It's a fucking cow? Like, when your religion tells you you should kill a human being... Because maybe, maybe somebody is doing something mean to a cow. That's the thing, right? It's all about it's all about value of another human life, right? And what they're doing is they're saying the value of that human life is less than the cow. I, because the cow is a magic animal. It's a fucking magic animal. Won't You're going to beat a man to death because of a fucking magic animal. It won't steer you wrong. <laughs> Don't cry over a little spilled milk. <laughs> this is utterly disgusting. <laughs> it's also going to be cow puns. His last words. Uh, Cowabunga. <laughs> we should start a petition with moveon.org. <laughs> This, Jesus, these stories are fucked. Uh, stories from the Washington Post. Washington Post? There's an R in post now. Can I just, I just say, before there. you read this story, before you even read uh -huh. the headline, if you go to this website and look at this guy, this is a guy who walks uh, walks through life like he looks like his aspect ratio is fucked up. <laughs> just go scroll and look at this guy. He looks like someone has controlled the horizontal and the vertical in a way you just don't want to see right? on a human being. Yeah, he's a 16 by 9 yeah. man living in a 4 by 3 four world. By three world. <laughs> It's like normal screen. Now he's widescreen. What happened? He's like a carnival funhouse mirror all the time. What would happen? It would like normalize. Exactly. Be, you know, he's like the guy from Mask when he goes into that one room. He's like, I look like a real person, not a catcher's mitt. You know, like. Uh, oh God! So this is in the Washington Post. Uh, extraordinary. Good man. A Utah's judge description of a former Mormon bishop convicted of rape. Convicted! The judge in the case. I know he was convicted. Where he is convicted. And, and hold on now. He was convicted of 10 counts of forcible sexual abuse, a second degree felony, and one count of object rape. And I just want to say that object rape isn't when they say no. That's not object rape. An object rape is when they stick an object in you. I can look that up, <laughs> As so, opposed yeah. to, I object. I object to this rape. I just got it. I object to this fucking. But he did. He, he, he sustained. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm God. going to allow it. I'm going to derobe. So, but, but this guy, this it's guy, a rape it's, joke. it's not that this guy is not a scumbag, right? right? Listen to what I just said. He's convicted of. He like groped his sister-in-law, yeah. her sleeping sister.
sister-in-law. Like, went up and fucking tuned in Tokyo. <laughs> what the fuck, man? And the reason why that he was like, oh, he's a good man. The reason why, because he didn't think he was a flight risk. Now looking at him, he doesn't even look like he's a walking briskly risk, <laughs> to be honest with you. But still, he's, he, he looks he looks like he would get out of breath on one of those fucking things at the at the airport where you stand oh, yeah, on right. it and it moves you the places. The moving walkway. Yeah, he looks like he would be like. <laughs> yeah. This is a guy who gets panicky when he hears the moving walkway is ending. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do now? Somebody get my movie chair. <laughs> yeah. This, but but seriously, like like the reason why is because he thought that the guy wasn't a flight risk, and he's also like a respected quote unquote archbishop. I mean, not by the people he raped, but other people might respect yeah. him. What do you have to do in the judge's eyes to not be a respected person? Right. So I want I want to read what the judge actually said here. Um. So again, this is during the sentencing hearing. The judge is doing the sentencing of a man convicted of rape. The court has no doubt that Mr. Vallejo is an extraordinary good man, but great men sometimes do bad things. Yeah, like Dirty Harry. <laughs> Look, you're no longer a great man. When you are also a rapist, you have to turn that card in. Yeah, that's, you're done. Yeah. Like you, you, you have, didn't pay your Costco dues. Right, exactly. You just can't have that card anymore. What, what are you talking? Sometimes great men do bad things. No, great men never rape people. You're, you're no longer a great man. I don't care. What are the other things you've done in your life? Right. I actually don't, it, I can't think of a series of fortunate fucking events that you have caused and then you rape people and you're like, well, he was a real nice guy before the raping. Sure. Not real good, except for that raping. Or he will still be good after the raping. Right. Yeah. Well, that, that that also, you know, he's, a, he's an extraordinary good man. That means presently he's a good man. Right. So yeah. the raping hasn't changed his goodness. It didn't change. Like the nature of his character is still good. What, what does that make me? I've never raped anyone in my life. This is a low bar, I right? Feel, I feel like I'm killing it at this point. <laughs> you are a super duper stupendously extraordinary double right. plus good man. Well, what you're doing is you're just saying good means nothing anymore. Right. Good yeah. means nothing. There is no such thing as a good person. Everyone that is good is capable of rape. Everyone that is fucking... I mean, I guess you just like... Everybody who doesn't rape is amaze balls. I guess is why you refer well, to that. I, I think the I think the bigger problem is what it really means is the judge doesn't really give a shit and doesn't think that rape is a bad thing or it's rape isn't isn't a bad enough thing sure. that it reflects poorly on your character, I guess. Right. Like, ah, rapists be raping. Yeah. Or that being a fucking bishop somehow excuses you. I think I think it has right? something to do with the favoritism of his own religion, right? Right. So that's probably what it, what's what it comes down to. about these in tandem tom this this is a big news that came out oh this, this is great news um 
on one hand, we have Alex Jones, his lawyer saying it's all an act. And on the other, we have Alex Jones saying, I'm not a fake. I love this. So Alex Jones is um, involved in a custody dispute and his uh, ex-wife is saying, look, I mean, the guy's fucking nuts. Exhibit A. Alex, Alex Jones. Jones right? <laughs> That's the best thing. Yeah. Like, they're like, all you have to do is walk in and be like, this guy with kids around? Are you fucking kidding me? And that's basically what she's saying. She's like, listen to all this crazy, evil, mean-spirited, hateful shit he has said with his own mouth face. Yeah. Like, all you have to do is yeah. quote him, right? Just and quote him directly. And his his uh, his lawyer said this in the gray here, Tom. At a recent pretrial hearing, attorney Randall White told State District Judge Orinda uh, Naranjo, whatever, that using his client Alex Jones's on-air InfoWars persona to evaluate Alex Jones as a father would be like judging Jack Nicholson in a custody dispute based on his performance as the Joker in Batman. Quote, he's playing a character, White said of Jones. He is a performance artist. So that's his defense. That's his, his defense, defense, right? That's his defense. By his lawyer. And, and by the way, your lawyer has to kind of run these things by you. Sure. Like, it's not like you show up and the lawyer's like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to plead guilty. It's going to be great. Yeah. Did I mention it? No. All right, hang on. Yeah. We already did it. Yeah. You're going to jail. Yeah. They don't do that, right? <laughs> like, they do they strategize. Do twice, right? Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> so, mm, mm. well, you know, the other thing that you've got you've to bring into this is that, you know, the law is all about degrees, right? It's all about, you know, degrees of things, right? Yeah, JDs. What? <laughs> What is he saying when he says this, that he's a, that he's playing a character and he's a performance artist doesn't necessarily mean he doesn't believe the positions that he's saying, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that he's lying to the public. He could be playing it up. And that's how Alex Jones comes at this, comes right? At this, right. In, in this other article, Alex Jones, and I don't want to play this because it's like fucking six minutes of Alex Jones just staring at the camera. In missing, his car. Missing his turn like four times. <laughs> he even says it and he's like, oh, I missed my turn. <laughs> he fucking misses his turn a bunch. But he, he talks about playing a character. He talks about how I am playing a character. However, I play it up a little. Um, and I think what he's trying to say is I'm not, I don't want to be discredited by this, which to me says it is an act, right? And the reason why I say that is because if somebody really believed all the things that Alex Jones believed, and if somebody really did think all the conspiracy crazy garbage that he spews, and if somebody really was this mentally unstable as to like cry right. and freak out and yell and scream and just be a choke on jalapenos, a nutcase on television, right. somebody who like clearly looks like they just escaped from a mental ward, then he would be fighting tooth and nail against this being like, no, I am. This is exactly who I am. I'm exactly right. This is real. The globalist conspiracy but he drops yeah, right. a concession at the beginning of this Yep. Yep. to say, Hey guys, I am playing a little bit, but I do believe it. Right. Yeah. I do believe it. I do believe this sort of thing. You know, like you said earlier, you got to run this shit by him. So the, 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 the lawyer saying this to me, to him, is the clincher. That's the thing where the lawyer goes, you got to right. tell him it's all an act. And he's like, okay, fine. You can say I'm a performance artist. That's fine. Right. A sane person says that a sane person does that so they can get their kids. Right. I don't see a crazy person doing that. I don't see a right. crazy person putting those things together. Somebody who is clearly as unhinged as Alex Jones has portrayed himself to be 
putting those things together. Right. Well, it's, it's, it's funny because he stands to lose everything, right? Because there are people who watch Alex Jones and, and I'm still fucking flabbergasted by this. And they would think that he's anything other than a performance artist, right? It's, it's just so abjectly crazy. Right. But he sells himself as a purveyor of truth. Sure. He comes out on the show and he says, I am the one who is telling you the true things. Sure. I mean, it, like I'm barely paraphrasing, right? He comes out and is like, look, don't believe them. Believe me. I'm telling you the truth. There are these major conspiracies and, you know, the globalists are out to get you. And it's all part of this grand strategy. And he even says in this, in his rambling, crazy defense that this is the globalists again, you know, he blames everything on the globalists and his attorney's like, don't pay attention to that guy. He's real crazy. Yeah. He's just fucking around. He can't have it both ways. He, he Something's going to happen with this where he can't have it both ways. I think his real choice is going to be choosing your kids or choosing your show. Yeah. Right? Well, what, that's going to be your real choice. Money or kids. It's money or kids. Right. Yeah. And it's yeah. money. It's money all the time. I mean, why would you choose? There's well, literally no reason to choose the kids. It's just, uh, they, they cost money. That yeah, doesn't I, make any I, that's sense. That's the thing. But here, but here, well, here's what you're not considering. If you have more than one, you can parse them out and sell them <gasps> oh, one by one. Oh, I see. Like human trafficking. I got it. Not like human trafficking. Andy Wilson, call me. <laughs> We have covered Alex Jones in the past. A lot mm -hmm. of Alex Jones. Yeah. We've done Alex Jones He's shows. He's delightfully crazy. And what we normally focus on is his craziness, et cetera. And when I think back on that sort of thing now, especially with this coming to light, with him actually, you know, with him actually coming out and admitting it's an act, right? right. You know, mm -hmm. it was a lawyer did anyway. I think to myself, all that stuff is still valid because there's people who thought he was real, right? All the criticisms we had about him just fall off on off of him and onto the people who thought that what he was saying was a real thing. The people who were inspired by his jabber, the people who were yeah, inspired right, by his right. craziness, yeah. all that stuff still stands. It just so happens that it's, it's falling down one level off of Alex Jones, who is clearly a performance right. artist now the, yeah. down to the people who actually believe him. And, and that's not an insignificant amount of people ready to stick it in the glory hole. Get links to their Facebook, Twitter, and if you still use it, Google Plus account at their website, dissonancepod.com. If you need to be all discreet about it, contact them by email at dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a ransom message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Want to hear Cognitive Dissonance commercial free and gain access to exclusive content, including full patron-only shows? Head to patreon.com forward slash dissonance pod and become a patron to support the show on a per episode basis. Love commercials? Not ready to become a patron? Give the guys a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher. Or tell your buddies in the drunk tank about the show. We want to send a big sloppy glory hole to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock. Uh, you know who I've come to love? Santa. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> weird, weird, unhinged Christian Santa. Uh, Rick Joyner, man. Yeah. He's really become one of my my new favorite lunatics. Yeah, he's been he's been great. And they've been they've been really paying a lot of attention to him lately. I think he's posting to his Facebook account or whatever. A lot of these videos in the right wing watch has really been picking him up lately. So this is Rick Joyner. Santa is sitting outside. It's summer months. So the elves are busy doing other stuff. And he is 
just chilling in like Redwood National Park or something, wherever he is. And he's talking about it's Trump's destiny to subdue ungodly nations to allow for the spreading of Christianity. So this is Rick Joyner. If this thing with North Korea works out, I believe Trump's going to turn his attention to fixing things with Russia. Wait, what? What, what does that mean, though, fixing <clears throat> things with Russia? Because didn't Russia already fix things? Yeah, <laughs> nicely done. <laughs> nicely done. I, can we can we scroll all the way back to his first sentence? Yeah. If this thing with North Korea works out, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't think he knows. What I don't that know means. what that means at all. I think he means attacking and destroying North Korea as oh a country. I think that's what he means. If this thing, this thing being the tensions. Yeah, I think I right? think what he's saying is the thing with North Korea is we invade North Korea. That's him work. That's his I version of it worked so. out. I don't. I don't have any context <clears throat> before he says it. So. I know, but I'm just like. Pause and consider. That's what can his, it be? What I, can it be? I, 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 I don't like he scares is, is, Kim Jong-un into pooping oh, or yeah, something. I don't fucking, know. Is You're right. Trump going to use his tiny hands to give Kim Jong-un a tiny fucking hand job or something? God. Like, I don't know. He's got fucking those porn star hands, you know, so your fucking dick looks huge in them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, little people hands. Right? <laughs> that's it's, what I, I rely yeah, on I that. I only watch little people porn right. anyway. So it doesn't matter. It's like, that's, uh, it's like a requirement. Like send me a picture of your hands. Mm, yeah. No, <laughs> no, those are normal hands. Sorry. Looks I'm like, need... looks like you could pummel basketball. Right. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I need some like thimble fingers. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah. Did you bind your hands growing up? That'll <laughs> bind help. your that'll hands. Help. I'm looking help. for, a, yeah. I'm looking for a lobster claw hand job. <laughs> and we have the potential for maybe the greatest world stability in our lifetime. There's always going to be conflicts. It was just when there were only two brothers on the whole face of the earth, there were con there was a conflict. They couldn't get along. Yeah, that didn't make any sense yeah, or no. ever happen. Well, when there was two brothers on the face of the earth, one of them killed the other I one, know. according to you. <laughs> and then there was one guy. Yeah. And, then and he, now there's seven billion. Well, I don't know. He jerked off a lot. Like, like what? Like onto a fucking rock or something? Like how? How are there more? So many times Look, in the Bible of just like, how are there more people? It's called the Fertile Crescent for a reason. <laughs> That's what I'm. <laughs> I'm only it's not, the, it's not the infertile crescent, Tom. <laughs> From now on, I am only going to refer to the vagina as the Fertile Crescent. <laughs> That's it. It's the for brow on. Unless she's French, then it's the fertile croissant. I was going to say, if you go down, it's the fertile croissant, right? <laughs> the fertile croissant. It's better than the fertile baguette. I'm like, that's a, whoa. Stay away from that. Buttery? The fertile, the fertile ciabatta. A big fucking hole there. So there's always going to be some, but the potential right now uh, is incredible. Now, I, I think every day that we wait to settle the North Korean issue, the more dangerous the world is going to be. See, settle the North, settle Korean, the North, settle Korean, the North issue. Korean issue. So he would consider the North Korea issue settled if we invade or just or just shoot him a lot with I missiles? Or? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe set. Kim Jong-un in front of everybody or King Jong-un. What is it? Kim Jong-un? Is that Kim Jong-un. Kim yeah. Jong-un set him up in front of everybody and shoot him with an, a, like an aircraft gun or something. That's 100% a fact. That's how actually I, if I don't die in a bulldozer fight with you. No, that's how we go. I, that is how, that's we, how go. we go. That is 100% yeah. how we the go. The moment out. I hear 
that we're getting nuked. I'm texting you and being like, steal a bulldozer right now. Steal. Yeah, I've got a fucking warehouse of them for I this. Will, I will meet you and I'll just text you the coordinates and we just meet That's right it. before it's over. Right as the flash hits, the two buckets touch. <laughs> and it's just, it's a beauty. It's a thing of beauty. It's a thing. Of beauty. When they come searching up the ashes, it can be like, were they fighting bulldozers? <laughs> How do you not go out that way? They, and you know what's going to happen is, is the guys that are cleaning up are going to fist bump. They're right? Like, poof. That's it. Yeah. But uh, think about it. If it works out and if we can start coming to terms with Russia and everybody focuses their attention on the rogue states and, you know, the jihadists, the Islamic extremists, which I think could be faced down really fast. Uh, yeah. How? Why? How, Rick Joyner? Well, how is? How are they going to face them down really fast? What? You know, didn't didn't Russia try to fix Afghanistan for like twenty years? Yeah, man. I've seen crazy. like Rambo Six or whichever yeah, one that is. We like, had explodey arrows, right? Yeah. Yeah. It Where didn't work out. He's got the dad bod and his boots. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay, Sly. You still look better than me. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> It's amazing the time that we could be living in. Yeah, if you just imagine it, if you just make it up, it's amazing the time we could be living in in your fucking fantasy world where we just we're, we're just like, totally cool with whatever Russia does, right? right? We, and that's the thing is we're yeah. just going to be Russia's lapdog. In his, in his scenario, he's just described. We just casually defeat North Korea, just like oh, we just defeat. I don't know. That's just over now. I don't know how he anticipates us just being like I don't know. It's fucking Wednesday. I fucking blew up North Korea. Anyway, what are we doing for lunch? And then, like, he's like, and then we settle this thing with yeah. Russia. Yeah. What are you talking about? Just settle this thing with Russia. Yeah. It, I guess if you boil down Good major Lord. diplomatic crises to, and then we just fixed it. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then I just, and then I just cloned a dinosaur and I rode him to work. That kind of flippancy with North Korea is scary as shit. It's terrifying. Yeah, it's scary as shit. Because people, people don't understand. Like, I get, you know, yeah, maybe they don't have shit that works, but- that many people. Yeah. That many people who've been brainwashed for that long to yeah. believe that they are under the heel of American oppression and that that's the reason that things are not ideal. They, 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 this is a military state. They're, they have a military first policy that has been in place for fucking three generations, literally three generations now. They have a military first policy, which means that Everything else in their culture is subsumed by their military. Sure. They're just like right? Sib. You just like everything but, goes through. Exa they yeah. are exactly actually yeah. like Sib. Like people are starving. Doesn't actually matter. Doesn't actually matter. It, it, it is a, t it, it would not be a minor thing. Like they're, and they're a nuclear power. They're a nuclear country, not nuclear power, but they are a nuclear armed country. They might not have ICBMs. They're going to fucking hit us here, but we got to go there if we're going to blow them up. Yeah. And I also just care if they blow up South Korea or Japan. I kind of care about that. I just care yeah. about other people. How I care about people in China. I care about the people in North Korea. They don't deserve this shit. Yeah. They're just people who are unlucky enough to be born in a fucking crazy 1984-style dictatorship. Yeah. We, we got to solve this peacefully if we can. We have an obligation to do that. I'm just saying. Now, you know, Lance Wallnow's prophecy about Trump becoming president, which he shared very early uh he said that the lord has shown him that our 45th president was going to be like cyrus 
in Isaiah 45. Oh, my fucking God. What if he was wrong? Wouldn't that be hilarious if he was like, our 45th president and it was Hillary? <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it's like it was going to be like Cyrus and Isaiah. 40. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. That fucking jibber jab bullshit is fucking nonsense. It's going to be awesome, though, when when uh, when Trump comes out like Pharaoh, like Telly Savalas, <laughs> he's got like that weird headdress on, he's shirtless, and he's wearing like a weird... You know, I picture Trump at, by the end of his presidency being basically like that fucking dude at the end of uh, um, Apocalypse Now. Oh, he's just, where he's just shaving his head with right, like a knife. Right. The horror. <laughs> the horror. The horror. They're just like, yeah. he's built a castle of skulls and yeah. shit. And he's just a like, fucking axe and buffalo in the front yard. It's, it's just, like, whatever. And by the end of his presidency, I mean, I picture that by next Friday. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, there's a lot of things, a lot of parallels there that really could be just like Cyrus. But, uh, says, or they could not be just like, like Cyrus. There's a bulldozer fight going on right by him. You Jesus know? Christ. You know what would be real important? Let's go ahead and, and record this in the loudest possible location. The Lord called him his anointed, whom I have taken by the right hand <laughs> to, subdue, to subdue nations before him and to loose the loins of kings. And then it goes on to say to open doors before him so that gates will not, and open gates that will not be shut. So now what is this to subdue nations? Are we going to start? Is Trump going to be used to conquer other countries? I don't think so. What, what else would subdue nations mean? <laughs> Wait a minute. Fuck you right in wherever, what any hole that you could possibly be fucked in. Subdue nations. How else do you subdue a nation? How do you subdue anything? Right? Yeah. You know, I just, I'm just going to, it's not persuade nations. Yeah. I mean like sanctions. I mean, I don't know. Like it's not going to be conquering, but we're going to fight them and win. Maybe that's what he's going to, maybe that's what he's talking about. You just do economic or some other way to subdue them. Can you subdue them in a way that's like nonviolent? Not for long, because yeah. then they get violent because they're being fucking subdued, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, like, that's why Japan fucking got salty and blew the fuck out of Pearl Harbor. You know, we fucking imposed massive sanctions on Japan. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't love that. They weren't happy about that? No. But I think the belligerence that is rising up from the countries like Iran, like North Korea, like ISIS. ISIS isn't even a country! I hate him. I hate his fucking I body I can't face. Wait until I go visit ISIS this summer. Oh my god! Flying, Did you get your tickets to ISIS? I'm be flying into ISIS. Yeah. What's the capital of ISIS? Behadistan. <laughs> <laughs> now the concern, obviously, is if this isn't, isn't bottled up in San Francisco, this kind of nonsense, then it's going to be spreading across the entire fruited plain, and you're going to be going to your Burger King in Des Moines, Iowa. And you're going to have a rainbow-colored wrapper for your Whopper. So I fucking love this. This is also Right Wing Watch. This is Kevin Swanson. This is a sackcloth and ashes, idiot. Sackcloth and ashes. Sackcloth. Have we, have sack we tried sackcloth and, and ashes? He is fucking worked up about some Beauty and the Beast, man. For reasons that I think only he should describe. Uh, so... I'm not going to play this whole clip because it's like six minutes long, but I'll play the beginning of it for you. Bill, wake up and smell the napalm. The zeitgeist is moving like a freight train. <laughs> 
because Bill wakes up for a quarter second until he dies. <laughs> hey, is that no? <laughs> My nose hurts. <laughs> the Beauty and the Beast came out of the closet, boom, with an explosion. Did you watch it? $174 million in the first weekend. $400 million in box office receipts worldwide in its first weekend. The zeitgeist is rolling on this one. Now, the reason this is important is because this is Disney's first attempt to bring an explicit homosexual scene into one of their movies specifically designed for kids. Explicit homosexual yeah. scene. Yeah. Did, uh, really? Yeah. Is there is there ass fucking? No. A is there a dude fucking blowing a load on another dude's face? <laughs> a gay teacup fucks a gay tea kettle or something. I don't even know. Like, aren't they supposed to be like two cups or something? Like, there, there is no explicit yeah. gay scene. I, I don't know anything about this movie. I don't know anything about this movie, but Beast I know. Is, Beast is not wiping the jizz off <laughs> right? of his fur, right? If you want an ex there's nothing explicit yeah. going on. But if Emma Watson is in an explicit movie, <laughs> I'm watching it. <laughs> All right, I'm watching. But if you go, I heard though, if you go to the concession counter, you can't get a bag of popcorn, but you can get a bag of dicks. So, <laughs> but only during this film. Let's get up from the movie. Let's get up from the movie. Let's get up from the movie and suck ourselves some dick. <laughs> and so this is huge. This is the brave new world, and it is is unfolding, and the world is ready. The world has received it. The world has stepped in and said, we are ready, baby, for this. Yeah, we've prepped our asses. <laughs> Go ahead and fuck them. <laughs> Fucking pre-lubed for your enjoyment. Fucking lube myself up before I came over. I like I like bought the cock gun size <laughs> from adamandeve.com. It's like the stuff that they put in the aircraft carriers <laughs> when the fucking the jet like comes in and lands and that fucking like silly string that holds them on right. like that the fucking that, that fucking that giant cable. Right. Like, that's the lube that I moved my ass up. It's so stiff you could sit on it and it doesn't even depress for this great unfolding unraveling of sexual uh, ethics in the 21st century, especially for my seven year old kid. Uh, we got to be sure the seven-year-olds get uh, a fair amount of exposure to homosexuality. And friends, this is the biggest PG opener in, 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 in history. This is the biggest PG movie opener in history at $174 million, complete with the first explicit homosexual scene. Stop saying that. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. Right. Because you're not saying explicit homosexual scene. Like, that's like a gay guy admits he's gay to him, right? Yeah. That's what he means, right? Explicit in the sense that, that that homosexuality is expressed in any way. Right. Right? Yeah, because it's... Not, an, uh, yeah. Because an explicit homosexual scene to anyone else who knows what explicit means right. means someone's balls deep <laughs> in someone's ass. Right, exactly. Right? Somebody... Spits yeah, on exactly. it a yeah. little bit and sure. poof, like yeah. there it goes. There's 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 a fucking reach around going on <laughs> at this point. And and the key thing here is it was rated PG. It's one thing to include homosexuality in an R-rated movie or a PG-13 movie. Bill, here is what makes this so insidious. This this movie was a PG movie intended for the entire family. So families walked into this movie to be sure that the entire family was indoctrinated into the homosexual lifestyle at the same time. So indoctrinated into the homosexual sexual lifestyle. You're going to go in with your family. So presumably what he's imagining happens is you've got this nuclear family, right? Sure. And they wake up and they go to fucking church on Sunday 
and they, you know, the mom and dad and fucking two and a half kids and the fucking dog, and they bring their picket fence to the movie too, and they show up and they're like, I don't even know if gay is it ever. And then they watch Beauty and the Beast, just like, they just fucking like, they're just oh, I have a dick in my throat all the time now. Really? Older brothers blowing dad on the right? way home. Just, I just can't stop myself, dad. <laughs> don't stop. Don't stop. <laughs> I had a cousin that I knew since I was born. He was older than me by 15, 20 years, something like that. And so like when I was five, he was 20, something like sure. that. And I remember he used to watch us when we were kids. He used to babysit us. He's my cousin, Rick. And he's he was an effeminate gay man my whole life. Mm -hmm. And I knew he was gay. I knew what gay was from a very young age. Yeah, I knew that he was gay. I was, I was subjected to him without parental supervision on many occasions. All he did was sit around and smoke cigarettes and we played in the backyard. Like, I mean, like, I, and the thing is, is like, I grew up 100% straight. Like, and you know, my brothers, 100% straight. We were subjected indoctrinated, quote unquote, to homosexual culture, quote unquote, by our our cousin who we knew what gay was and knew he was gay. Yeah, right. And nothing ever happened because it turns out just because you're introduced to a gay person doesn't mean they walk up and fucking pull the string on the C and say <laughs> and decide your fucking sexuality after the fact. Well, why do these guys always assume that your sexuality and particularly for them, heterosexuality is so tenuous, right? They think that like that the fact of your fucking heterosexuality is just like, it's always hanging on by a fucking thread. Like that. The only reason that I like pussy is because I've just never seen anyone suck a dick. Like the only reason that I fucking love touching a titty. And the only reason that I think women are fucking attractive, that all of that is just hanging on for fucking by its fingertips sure. on the fucking ledge. Yeah. And then if I fucking look over at any fucking second, if you accidentally brush someone else's move, you'll ejaculate right. in your pants. Exactly. Like, Oh my God, I changed my clothes in the men's locker room and now I'm gay. And like, now I, I can't, Get this hard on to go away. <laughs> I've been beating on it for hours. <laughs> still here. Watch like six hours of gay porn. It's still here. Right, like heterosexuality in their mind yeah. is so tenuous, but, but homosexuality is fucking forever, right? Yeah. That's like, that's the fucking diamond. It's yeah, exactly. Like, well, if it wins the rock, paper, scissors battle, then it wins. I know, right? Like why? And, 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 and that's the thing I don't understand is like, they're saying $140 million, meaning, you know, I don't know how many people went to the movie, right? I yeah, don't know right. how many people you can equate yeah, that well, to. What does a movie cost these like days? It's like $140 million, dollars, right? Yeah, $140 <laughs> million. Dollars. So one person <laughs> went, one person saw it. The f he thinks that all these people walk in and the moment they're subjected to it, like that's the evil, that's the bad thing, that's the thing that, you know, like, oh my gosh. What I don't understand is they also think that murder's bad. Like these guys are always constant. I mean, they, you would ask these guys, be like, is a murder a bad thing? Yeah, no problem. Well, can we see it on TV? Am I allowed to go to the theater and see the murder? Because how many movies revolve around murders? The, the Bible says they're going to eat their arms. The Bible says they're going to eat their babies. Then it says they're going to eat their children. That's what people do when they get hungry. <laughs> Sometimes, man, 
Sometimes we just we don't rewrite history. We just fuck it right out of existence. <laughs> this is so good, man. Oh, this is awesome. This is Jim Baker uh, from Right Wing Watch. Let's just fucking play it, man. Okay, so Jim Baker, conservatives. Uh, I, you know, I don't want to ruin it. Yeah. This is just Jim Baker from the Jim Baker Show. The the shocking reason why students don't want Chick Fil A on their campus. Did you read that one? <laughs> I did, and it's unbelievable to me. You know, I, I, we've said here. I go to college at the Ozarks. My college has a great relationship with Chick Fil A. I mean, I don't know a college student that doesn't love Chick Fil A. It's our favorite place to go. Yeah, you go to college in the Ozarks. Of course, they like Chick Fil A. What is the College of the Ozarks? It's just like a, a metal boat with an outboard trolling motor. <laughs> what the fuck is the College of the Ozarks? It's like, it's like a fucking. Who's got our book? <laughs> I wish. Which I, I get to read about Gabriel this year. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I want to see the book. Raise your hand if you can read. Oh, <laughs> College of the Ozarks. Raise your hand if you got more than one hand. Yeah, like that's like getting a PhD from fucking Appalachia. <laughs> you kidding me? What would what would you get your degree in? Strip mining. Or those are your two options. You're gonna get your degree in stripping or strip mining. That's it. Jesus. Um, we. I, I just can't believe if you don't agree with what they're saying enough that you don't want to go, then then don't go. That's literally what a boycott is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't go if you're offended by what a business believes. You have every but right you know to what? not go. They've been kind of. All sides of the issue. They, they have. They don't discriminate against people. Yes. But students. No, they're talking about Chick-fil-A. They don't discriminate against people. No, okay. no, well, okay. Maybe they don't discriminate against gay people, but funding discrimination matters, right? You know, you may not discriminate. You may not be somebody who discriminates, but if your money goes to discrimination, then you're still discriminating. You're just doing it one step removed. Right. And and you actually, you, you actually may be more effective yeah. in getting discrimination. Yeah. Pass, sure. right? So maybe they don't discriminate at their restaurants. Maybe they hire yeah, gay whatever. Of course they don't. Yeah. Because they just want money. Yeah. And they don't want to be sued. Yeah. Right? But then they take the money that they got from customers and not, and just, not getting sued. And then they and not the corporation. It was like the owner of the thing. And that's why people right. did it. Um, I know that we're gonna get a bunch of Chick-fil-A stuff. It's like there's gonna be a bunch of people who send us mail and say, Chick-fil-A is good. That's going to be the number one thing that they say. Yeah. And then the other one that they're going to say is they're going to be like, well, you know, that boycott, they they apologize for it or whatever. And then you can go there now. And then the third thing that they'll say is it doesn't really matter because it was really just like one entity. It wasn't like the whole entity. I just never go to Chick-fil-A. I just I just chose in my life to avoid Chick-fil-A. I look at him like, nah, I don't need to go there. No, I drive it's, past it. It's like a I fucking don't see chicken it. sandwich. I don't care. Right. I don't ever need to go to a place that has one fucking item on its menu. <laughs> I want to say too, you know, one of the things that they're bitching about, you know, they're bitching about Chick-fil-A and like how they're saying, well, if you don't want to, if you don't want to go, if you don't want to go there, don't go there. One of the reasons they got rid of Chick-fil-A at U of I. So U of I is a big school in Chicago in, in, in Champaign-Urbana, right? Champaign-Urbana is the, I think it's the biggest school in our state. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, huge school. Uh, their student union had a Chick-fil-A in it. I remember I used to go do a fencing event down there every year and people would come upstairs with Chick-fil-A in their hand. They would go downstairs to eat the Chick-fil-A and then we'd, you know, and they're always like, hey, you want some Jesus chicken? They just say it to me. Like, no, I'm okay. I'm good. I'd just rather not eat. But, you know, the fact is, is that they were there for many years. Sure. Well, then I looked it up because they weren't there this last year when I went. 
I was like, where did Chick-fil-A go? This is the middle of the state. This is not a place where you would think right. there would be huge boycotts. Now, I will say that Champaign County did go blue in this last election. It was the only place down south, I think, besides like St. Louis area that went blue, right? It's the only place that really went blue besides that. But it wasn't super blue. It wasn't like, you know, 95%. It was 50 to 30, you know what I mean? Sure, and then a bunch right. of independent voters. And you've got to imagine a lot of those people are college students that are there. Mm -hmm. But still, there's still got to be enough people there that are supporting it if it's if it's good to stay there. And I found out why Chick-fil-A left is because they gave a poll to their people that go to school there. And they said, what are your top five things that you'd like to have here? Because they wanted the students to have a choice. Right. Right. Chick-fil-A didn't make the fucking list. What made the list is five guys, Wendy's, McDonald's, Steak and Shake, Culver's and then Portillo's came in sixth. And I'll tell you what, we've got to stop this destruction, mm-hmm. this destructive attitude in the United States of America. Right. Because we need to, we need to, you know, the last eight years, I didn't see any of the so-called right wing marching against Obama. The fuck did he just say? Do you remember, do you remember when we were covering the Tea Party protests? Uh, on, yeah. I think it was on this show. But no, it wasn't on this show. Was it on this show? No, it was not. It was on uh, Everyone's a Critic because it was eight years ago. Right. Thereabouts. So this show didn't exist at the time. Might have even been about seven years ago, but still it didn't exist. So When they marched holding up pictures of him as a monkey? A monkey. When they marched... Uh, lynched the lynched, lynch, the lynched uh, uh, they, uh, effigies? They didn't protest Obama. Are you fucking high? Yeah. Not only did they protest Obama, they did it in some of the most offensively racially charged ways that you can do a thing at all. Yeah. And yeah, they're fucking, they're not marching. Give me a fucking break. Yeah. That's just because none of those people, those people were too fat to march. They just stood in one place. <laughs> they're rascals scootering yeah. around <laughs> in just, circles. Yeah. Like Shriners in their little they cars. They brought their fucking lawn chairs from home and they sat in a lawn all day, but that doesn't mean they didn't, they weren't activists. Mm-hmm. And I believe that we've got to come together. I believe a country, the Bible says, divided, a nation divided, cannot stand. So many, so. He just cut him off mid <laughs> Like, you're done talking. You're done talking, buddy. No more for you. No one cares. You get the bow. No bow. <laughs> right, we watched this like, no, man. Oh, We're done with God. your shit. I love that, though. That's so funny that he's just like, I don't think they ever did the thing that they did. The thing is, the thing that's crazy to me is this selective memory that we seem to have now and this, no, I didn't. It's almost like Trump is normalizing that. Yeah. You know, look at his tweets from 2013. There was a great message I saw this week and it said, I'm really enjoying watching this time traveler from 2013 warm Trump about his his present self That's and it's Trump, Trump from, you know, from 2013 tweeting all the stuff that Trump is now avoiding no, doing, right? you know, it's actually really a clever way to look at it. And it's so funny because you could find every day you could find a tweet where Trump has said he was going to do something different when he was the president and is now doing it completely. No, he's a, now yeah, he's not, right. he's doing a terrible job at it, you know, bitching at Obama for golfing. And now he's spending all his time golfing, talking about, you know, attacking Syria and then attacking. So, you know, it's all these little, like you just see him go right back on his, on what he had said. And it's almost like Trump is normalizing this. I didn't say that stuff or I, that didn't happen that way. Like I can just tell you that it didn't, that this didn't happen and you'll just believe me. Well, I, I think he's absolutely the master of, if I say it loud enough and shrilly enough. Yeah. 
then it doesn't need to be true. Yeah. It doesn't need to be consistent. It doesn't need to be consistent with my own history of saying the opposite thing. Right. I just yelled it at you different. I just yelled it. I, I like his strategy, actually. I may adopt it. And by may adopt it, I mean I have adopted it. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. So this is uh, Wayne Allen Root. Trump solidified his reelection by dropping the mother of all bombs on Afghanistan. He's getting reelected because he dropped a bomb fucking 35 minutes into his first term. He's he didn't drop it on fucking DNC headquarters, dude. <laughs> all right, here we go. Well, you know, when they drop the biggest bomb of all time on top of uh, ISIS head, angry white males tend to get really happy. <laughs> biggest non-nuclear weapon of all time. Yeah, by the way. it's not the That's biggest bomb. It's, it's not the biggest bomb. No, and Russia has the father of all bombs. They have a larger bomb. Do they? Mm-hmm. Russia oh. has a larger non-nuclear weapon. Did did we pay stud fees to make little bombs? <laughs> Cluster bombs? <laughs> oh, I'm kind of jumping for joy. We got a new sheriff in town, baby. United States is number one again. You know, it's like being at a football game and the Jets fly over. You know, you feel proud to be an American. Yeah, look how look at this fucking celebration of violence. It's funny because like angry white males are happy. Didn't again? they flip their shit when Obama was like drone striking stuff? I don't think these guys did. I think I think there is a certain segment of the population that just wants us to shoot something. Yeah. Blow something up. Like just fucking they just get off on this shit. They just I mean, this is like this is like uh, they're so fucking pumped about this shit. Like we were fucking in our fucking backyard people, just celebrating. How many people died in that? Do you, about a hundred. About a hundred. Yeah. About a hundred people. I think it was. They were still cleaning shit up. Sure. Like trying to trying to measure yeah, the teeth or whatever. Yeah, right. It's I don't like, know how you figure that yeah. out. Yeah. And this is one of those moments again. We got a great man as president. We do. Where? Jesus. Where is he hiding? Uh. Is he inside Trump? Like not controlling him, <laughs> sleeping. Has he been let me out? And he said he'd restore us to number one. He's number one. I didn't not number one in anything. No. What is that? What does what does that mean? Number one? Like is it a fucking potato sack race? Yeah, we're you, number one. Well, you're the first person that Russia comes in, <laughs> so that's number one, right? Is that it? Said he would not hold back with the military anymore. I would make the point today, it's the same as Reagan, that crazy is good. Reagan wasn't crazy. Trump isn't crazy. But if liberals want to believe they're crazy and they want to spread <laughs> that rumor to the whole world and the world, you know, media, the global media wants to tell all the people around the world we have a crazy man in the leadership. That's not bad. That's good. No. No, that's no. that's literally and bad. Then, and then they try to test him and then they try to push him and then they try to, you know, see how far they can shove him and whatever. You know what I mean? Like, like... You don't want somebody who's unpredictable as a leader in a nuclear age. You just don't. We we already have someone like Kim Jong-un, who yeah. we all think is crazy. Yeah. Like, like actually probably a little crazy. Yeah. As the leader of a country. And we think that guy's a real big problem. Like, we all kind of agree that that crazy guy's a problem. Right. No, no. Being crazy is not a good thing, guys. And we have put things in place to try to stifle that country at every single turn. Right. right. So what we've done is we've tried to put in, you know, ways in which they can't do anything economically. They can't trade with anybody that, you know, all these little things that we've done right. to stop them from growing and prospering. We've, we've cut them off from the world, yeah. from the whole world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They are isolated. 
We've cut them off from, they're not just us, like the entire world has said, no, right. we're not going to play with you, right? Very few countries are willing to right. negotiate China engages with, them, with right? them a little bit. But, but that's, that's about, about it. it, right? That's a bad thing to be in that position, oh, yeah. right? That's a bad thing to be thought of as crazy. Do you want our other nations, when you're being crazy to Germany and you're being crazy to all these people that are supposed to be our allies, do you want them to stop doing trade with us? Do you want them to stop being our ally in these in these situations? Because that's what a crazy person wouldn't care about, right? Yeah, I I, I don't understand the idea that the, the largest economy in the world, the most powerful military in the world, that it's okay that that country is run by somebody perceived to be unhinged right. by the rest of the world. Perceptions matter. Sure. They matter a lot in diplomacy. And diplomacy is how we need to solve global problems now. Yeah. So we want to thank our newest patrons, Matthew, John, Wesley, Heath, Sion, I think, Sion, Sean, I don't know, Jim, Dave, Jeff, Batty, Michael, Shamar, and Jesse. Thanks so much for your generous donations. Really do appreciate it. Patrons, today you'll be getting uh, an extra uh, you'll be getting the uh, citation needed episode that we talked about at the beginning of the show. So we hope you like it. Um, please comment on it when you get a chance uh, and let us know what you think. Got a message from Haley. Haley sent in an image of uh, Jesus at the pedicurist. Pe- I, is that a pet? Is that what they call that? Uh, is it a manicurist? File? Manicurist? Is it a pedophile? If Pe- you use the file? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I got I, I I do have to say I have a problem. This is it says Jesus getting his nails done. I believe it's nails did. Yeah. I could be Yeah, and his hair did too. Look that. at yeah, right. looking good. We're gonna put an ep- we'll put this on episode uh three fifty five on the show notes, so check it out. Tom, you wanted to read this, this is from Pete. Yeah, so this is great. It says, uh it struck me while waiting on my latte. I can't call Trump a cunt. He lacks the depth and warmth. <laughs> <laughs> We got an image from James uh, and James says, I was watching Pirates of the Caribbean films lately and I spotted David Smalley in all of them and I, he never knew. So we're going to put this image on this week's show notes. Pirates of the Caribbean, there's an image of uh, Jack, whatever his name was. What's his name? Captain Jack. Captain Jack Sparrow. Captain Jack Sparrow. Outrageous. I only saw the first one, so I don't know anything else about him. Is there, are there, there's a bunch of them. You're there? an uncultured buffoon. It's what like have you bunch. been to an opera or something I, instead? I did enjoy the first one, but yeah. I was told by everybody else never to see the other ones. And so I just never did. Yeah, I've never seen the I was like, one either. I heard well, there's that's the same advice. Yeah. There's like three of them. Circle four of them. Yeah. Them, yeah. There's a bunch of people who were just like, no, don't ever watch them. And I was like, okay, I won't see them. Right. And so I just never did. We got a message from annoyingly pedantic and he says, love the show. But for years now, I've been hearing Tom say there are 370 million people in the United States. Keep saying it for another 20 years. It might actually be rewrite. Don't trust me. Look it up. I did look it up. Actually, Tom is right. He's not only counting the illegal immigrants, but he's also counting all those abortions we had since 1973. They're people. So that's how he's coming up to 370, annoyingly pedantic. All right. So uh, we did get a detailed message from Dave uh, about how, uh, how presidential appointments happen and how the FBI uh, director is selected. And and yeah, we talked about this on the show. It is a 10-year term. So uh, this show records before ReasonCon. So we hope we run into you at ReasonCon. Uh, we hope we had a chance to have a drink with you. We hope we didn't make too, so, too big asses of ourselves, although that's almost certain to have happened. I'm worried for my liver. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> if you hear this, you should be. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm genuinely worried for my liver. So we're gonna need a donor. Tom is a <laughs> O negative. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so we hope we had a good time down there. We're gonna be, uh, we're gonna be uh, releasing. We're not gonna be having a special show at all in the next few weeks. We're not gonna be doing a live stream either for the next couple of weeks. Uh, but we will be back next Monday uh, with a new episode. Uh, and until then, we're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information, and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you. He's doing yeah. this stuff. He's dying out here, guys. <laughs> I love the sound. I do too. It's, it's so weird. It's great. It's not, it's not, that's how people make. <laughs> He's also curled up like a pill bug at the moment, too, as he does it. There's a visual that goes with it. <laughs> He's so massive. Uh.